Welcome to the Puma Podcast. I'm Puma. And I'm Tori. And on the Puma Podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything in between. There it is. Everything in between. Everything. Jesus, life, yep. everything. Yeah, guys, I uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys tuning back in. This is kind of segueing off our last week's episode about our purpose and where we find that, um, both as Christians and even as non-Christians, well, the answer is the same. It's found in Jesus. And so today, uh, Puma, what are we talking about? Last time we talked about, you know, our purpose and we had gotten just, I talked about my childhood and, and <laughs> learning catechisms mm. and catechisms are just little statements of theological truth put in a sentence. It's a question and then an answer, just a way to help learn some of these things. And the very first catechism of the Westminster Catechism, the very first question is, what is the chief end of man? Which is really an appropriate question. You know, what is the chief end or the purpose of mankind? Because everything else flows from that. Why should I do anything else if I don't know why I'm doing it? Mm -hmm. So as a kid, I learned this question. So they would say, you know, what is the chief end of man as a kid? The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And Very as an, good. You get a sticker. Hey, and as an eight-year-old kid, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> you know, yeah. All I knew is that I got points for my team, right? Mm -hmm. So we'd learn these at camp. And the chief end of man or the purpose of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And what we talked about in the last podcast, you know, glory is giving value and worth and highlighting you know, something uh, being great. And so our purpose is to make much of God, how great he is. Just like, you know, mountains and planets highlight the creativity of God and the majesty of God, the power of God. But for us, it's it goes beyond that, beyond planets and beyond mountains and animals. We were created not just to glorify God, but to enjoy him relationally. And mm -hmm. so the way we really glorify him is to be in right relationship with him. So the key to giving God glory comes through Jesus. Yeah, well, let's go ahead. Let's dive into what this looks like a little more uh, concretely, a little less, you know, 10,000 views in the air, a little more right right over our, our neighborhood. So, yeah. yeah, so we'll, we'll bring it down a little bit. So we often... You know, our Christian, you you know, church, ministry programs. I mean, it's midsummer here at our church. We had VBS, you know, last month. We have camps going on, and we have all kinds of programs. That's just the summer. And during the school year, we got all kinds of things going on. And we were always, like like every church, you know, needing volunteers, yes. right? And then people <laughs> feel guilty because they're not helping out in the nursery, mm -hmm. you know, 12 times a week, and, you know, <laughs> doing all these things. And... And sometimes it's like, man, I, I, I love Jesus, but I, I just feel worn out, and mm -hmm. why am I doing this? And I just, and, and, and then we get kind of disillusioned. It's like, yeah, I just, I just need to take a break. I need to take mm -hmm. a break from ministry. I need to yeah. take a break from God or, or Jesus yeah. because you, you feel miserable. You feel like mm -hmm. you're just doing stuff. And so the, the, the part of the the question is, you know, we often feel like we're producing things, we're being productive, right? We're, we're mm. just doing things, but are we being fruitful? Mm. So when I, when I say that, Tori, what comes to mind? The difference between productivity and fruitfulness. Yeah, well, when I think of being productive, I think of a lot of busy bodies, a factory, you know, creating something for some type of purpose, but... Um, 
I think are fruitful, I think of the product, not so much the what it took to get there. So I guess in terms of being, you know, um, or how'd you phrase that? Of being productive versus fruitful. Yeah. yeah. If someone's being productive but not fruitful, then someone spends, you know, a lot of time in, you know, making f- pristine, bougie firewood. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> there's a video I saw. Yeah, someone spending a lot of time and effort, you know, working really hard, but for what? Something that is useless. That's not really going to help anybody. So, yeah, fruit is the end result. Pr- productive is how do you get there. Sure. Yeah, so we have a garden. Yes. <laughs> We've been trying to garden for years and years and years. Yeah. What, what is the ultimate purpose of a garden? Is the ultimate purpose of a garden to look nice? Oh, unless it's a flower garden? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, the vegetable garden. Vegetable. You know, what's the, what's, the, what's the, the point of having a vegetable garden? To get vegetables. To get vegetables, right? Does it matter really how it looks? I mean, it shouldn't. If it's about the vegetables, no. Yeah. So the difference, I mean, picture that comes to my mind between the difference uh, between being productive and fruitful is a couple years ago, my wife loves green peppers, and she had all these pepper plants, and they were growing great, green, and luscious, but they weren't flowering. Mm -hmm. And so from a distance, it looked like she had this great garden growing, but you get up (laughs) close, there was no fruit. Mm. Now, what do you think? Do you think she was happy or she was upset at her garden? You know, knowing your wife, because she's my mother, she was very unhappy. Very unhappy. (laughs) Yeah, the whole point of having a vegetable garden or having pepper plants is to get peppers. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, this year we have a garden again, and the plants look pretty weak. They look... Mm. uh, Anyway, there's a whole history that we've kind of botched up things in our garden again. But the plants look very, very weak. But guess what? What? There are flowers and there are little peppers growing. Even though the plants are probably a half or even a third of the size of those really nice-looking ones a couple (laughs) years ago. But these plants have fruit on them. Mm. Now, do you think she she would like a bigger plant, Mm. but which, which garden of peppers do you think she would take? Oh, she would definitely take the ugly garden with fruit than a pretty garden without it. Right. Yeah. Because, right. Because about fruit. And this is what happens in churches all the time. I think we're very good at being productive. We're very good at doing programs, Mm. very good at doing Christiany things, but is it accomplishing the purpose that Mm. God desires for us to accomplish in those things? Or are we just doing activities? Yeah. And so that's a question, not just for today, but that's a question that, you know, really goes all the way back. So, you know, Jesus, the last night of his life, he's with his disciples and he, you know, he washes their feet, you know, Judas leaves to betray them, uh, betray him. And then they leave the upper room and they go to the, you know, the Mount of Olives and, and Jesus has that uh, familiar picture, you know, that uh, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener and the whole mm-hmm. vine and branches. Mm-hmm. He talks about no fruit, some fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. He says something very interesting in verse 8 of John 15. He says, this is to my father's glory. Right, there it is again, the word mm-hmm. glory. Yeah, glory. You know, the word glory is tucked in the Bible all over the place. Even mm-hmm. We just overlook it when we read things, but it's in there all the time. Yeah. This is to my father's glory. So if our purpose big picture is to give God glory and to enjoy him relationally. He says, Jesus says, you give my father glory 
this is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be, Jesus says, my disciples. Mm. So Jesus told his disciples that they bring glory to the Father when they bear much fruit, demonstrating that they are followers of Jesus. Hmm. So they see that the, the chain yeah. there. Well, the Great Commission is to go and make disciples. Right. But the disciples, there is an expectation there that you bear much fruit. Bear much fruit. Yeah, a lot of times when we talk about, yeah, as a Christian, I need to be fruit. What what picture often comes to mind when we think about, you know, fruit? Like, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit, probably. Right. Yeah, that, that's typically what comes to mind, you know, from Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And what is Paul talking about there in Galatians? You know, that the, the byproduct or the end result of a life that is submitted to the Holy Spirit is going to produce love, joy, and peace. Mm-hmm. A life that is oriented around the sinful nature is going to, you know, have, you know, hatred and jealousy and all these evil mm-hmm. things. In other words, the byproduct. So when Paul's talking about fruit in Galatians, he's talking about the fruit of one submitted to the Holy Spirit character yeah, right. or, you know, the, the sin nature there. Mm-hmm. What Jesus is talking about here, he's not talking about love, joy, peace. He's talking about something completely mm-hmm. different, you know, that your life produ- produces fruit. Now, another question, um, do we make fruit happen? What do you think? No. I mean, I think John is pretty clear that, you know, we need to be attached to the vine and that fruit comes when we abide in Christ. So we can be used, and we and God can use us to maybe you know plant seeds, but we can't make anything grow. Uh, I think the Bible is very clear that that's only through the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, Jesus uses this, this picture, this metaphor that He is a vine, and we are the branches. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We are extensions of Him, and on these extensions of Him is where fruit comes. The branches don't make the fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, the the source, the the vine you know, right. provides all that's necessary. We're just sort of a conduit for fruit to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to happen. Yeah. And branches need to be attached to the vine. Here again, mm. this picture of relationship, Yeah. right? Mm. So Jesus says to his disciples that it is to my Father's glory that you guys bear much fruit. Well, can the disciples make fruit happen? No, I, I've never seen a, a branch broken off no. produce an apple no. <laughs> when it's fallen from the tree. Right. It is my Father's glory that you produce a lot of fruit. It -hmm. gives the Father glory when you produce a lot of fruit. Mm -hmm. But you can't make fruit happen. You need to be connected to Jesus, the vine. And so the question then is, what is is this fruit? Mm -hmm. You know, what what is the fruit? A few verses later, you know, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And that word appointed is really... um, interesting it's it's like uh, signing someone up for a specific task you have a mm-hmm. job to do mm-hmm. and Jesus says that I chose you and appointed you or gave you a job to do um, and that job is to go and, and 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 bear fruit fruit that fruit that will last but we can't make fruit happen so we need to be connected to Jesus so then I so what does it mean then to be connected to Jesus or to follow Jesus or mm-hmm. to trust Jesus or to obey Jesus? All right. Can I throw a wrench in this? Yes. I, I think it's all great. I agree with all of it. Here's my question. Yep. 
So you have the Christian from last, your last podcast, the someone who feels like they lack purpose, that they do a lot of these things, they're involved in church, they just don't know if they have any real direction or meaning or calling from God, and they feel kind of fruitless. And they, they want to abide, they want to remain in God's love, yet they're not seeing fruit. And they feel like they have no purpose because I'm doing all the right things, I just don't, I don't see fruit. Does that mean they're not really abiding? Well, what is fruit? What is the fruit that he's talking about here? Mm. You see, if we can identify what fruit he's talking about here, then we can evaluate whether or not we I are see. we are connected mm. and abiding. Gotcha. So the question yeah. is, yeah, what does fruit look like? What what what, what is what is fruit? See, I don't think here he, he's talking about uh, love, joy, peace. He's not talking about the character. Mm. Um, I think he's talking about living out the the priorities or purposes of Jesus. Mm. Just a few hours before this. Um, Jesus said to his disciples, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, disciples mm-hmm. if you love each other. Mm-hmm. Here in John fifteen eight, he says, this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be what? To be my, disciples. my disciples. See, Jesus is talking about what does it mean to be a disciple? A disciple is someone who desires to be like their rabbi, their teacher. So who are the disciples' rabbi? It's Jesus. Jesus. And what was the purpose of a rabbi? What was a rabbi's role and responsibility? Yeah, to train and invest and and make more of himself through his... To train and invest, yeah, to to make more disciples. In other words, a disciple's desire is to become like their rabbi. One of the first century Proverbs in Luke uh, 6.40, uh, Jesus quotes that, and he says, no student, and the word there is really the word disciple, mm-hmm. um, no disciple, no student or disciple is above his teacher or rabbi, but when he's fully trained, he'll be like his rabbi. Mm-hmm. In other words, a di- the goal of a disciple is to become like their rabbi, to do what the rabbi did, to think the way the rabbi thinks, to value what the rabbi values. The Great Commission, you you mentioned that just briefly a little bit from Matthew 28. So Jesus, before he ascended to heaven, he says to his disciples, um, all authority has been in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and what? Make disciples. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey or to observe everything I've mm-hmm. commanded you. Mm-hmm. And the main verb there with three participial phrases, but the main verb is make disciples disciples Mm. make disciples that is what jesus did jesus came and made disciples and jesus constantly throughout the gospels said he came to do what the father told him to do especially in the book of john jesus wanted to bring the father glory by accomplishing the work that jesus was sent to do Mm. just a few hours after this and not even a few hours, maybe an hour after Jesus says this in John 15 about the vine and the branches, Jesus prays in John 17. And he says, Father, the time has come. Glorify me with the glory I had with you before, you know, I came. And then he says, just a couple of verses later, he says, I have completed, I brought you glory by completing the work that you sent me to do. Mm. So, what was Jesus doing while he was here on earth? He was doing the the will and the work that the Father sent him to do, ultimately to give his life as a mm-hmm. ransom for us. Mm-hmm. But Father had a work for him to do, and that was to make disciples right. who were fully trained, who then could go make disciples 
mm-hmm. who can make disciples, who can make disciples. Right, because Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. So he, if he completed the work before right. he died on the cross, yeah. what was that work? Yeah, it's one of those those verses that make you kind of, you know, stroke <laughs> your facial hair and go, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it, the, the fruit here, I'm convinced he's talking about, is the fruit of disciple making. Mm. It's not the fruit of doing ministry things. It's the fruit of disciple making. Mm. And mm-hmm. so we bring glory to God when we are disciple makers following our disciple maker, following our mm-hmm. rabbi Jesus, walking mm-hmm. as Jesus walked, doing what Jesus did, thinking as Jesus thought, following him and patterning not just our character after Jesus, but also the the priorities of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I want to get to know him and follow him. And this is what abiding is all about, being like him, not just in character, but also in priority mm-hmm. and values. So for, yeah, this is, wow, this is a lot. This is really good. I just kind of go over what we've talked about. So for the Christian who's struggling for, with their purpose, the purpose is in Jesus. And it's not about seeing the actual, you know, I get the question, what is fruit? We are called to be fruitful, to bear much fruit. Yet fruit, I think, needs to, we need to change our definition because fruit, I think of, oh, salvations and baptisms and, and you know, converts. And that, again, could very well be fruit. But the command, and as we read through through John and the Gospels, is, to make disciples. The calling for all Christians, part of bringing God glory is that we bear much fruit. And like you read, you know, in John, the last night of his life, uh, Jesus Mm -hmm. says he completed that work and that was in making disciples. And so I guess to kind of bring it in, to hone in a little bit here. So how, how do we bear much fruit? How do we make disciples? Because I think you're right. That is the call. And the Great Commission, like you said, is not to go, although that's important. It's as you're going, invest in people like I did mm-hmm. and lead people to the rabbi, just like Jesus did <laughs> with the 12. Right. Yeah. So like the Great Commission, Matthew 28. I mean, you ask the question, how do we, what does that all look like? Well, how many hours do we have? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how many podcasts how many do we have? How many podcasts do we have? I mean, we could go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But Matthew 28, the Great Commission, you know, the three participles, you know, how do you make disciples as you are going, as you're living life, mm-hmm. right? I live here in Cedar Rapids. I live in Iowa. I live in, you know, the 21st century. You know, people throughout history have lived in different places and mm-hmm. different times. Mm-hmm. On purpose, God has, I think, purposed them in that particular time and place, just like mm-hmm. you and me and everyone listening to us, as we are going, um, you know, teaching, helping people become identified, you know, baptizing them, you know, in Christ, mm-hmm. identified in Christ, and then teaching them to obey or follow Jesus. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of three big principles with a lot of detail underneath that, yeah. um, you know, but the the point is, I go to make disciples. I baptize mm. people because I want them to be a disciple of Jesus. I teach them to obey and observe everything mm. Jesus commanded because I want them to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when one is a follower of Jesus and I want to be like Jesus and do what Jesus did, I have to abide. I have to hang out with him. I have to mm. just enjoy him and follow him. I mean, Jesus's 12 disciples, or minus Judas, they were so distraught when he was crucified because they loved him so much. I mean, he was their rabbi. They had such a a, a, a loving trust bond relationally. The, the one that they loved, that they w- 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 was crucified, and, and they they, I mean, they were they were beside themselves. Mm. See, this isn't about 
um, doing things. I think sometimes a Christian life just seems like duty. We just do a bunch of things and hope God is happy with us. Um, we do what we do out of love because of the love that we have experienced being in Christ and abiding in him and knowing that, you know, he is for us and not against us, that nothing can separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us, mm-hmm. you know, and so that, that love is sort of the, the context or the, the glue that keeps us stuck there. So I have a responsibility to obey, to do certain things, but my motivation for that is not uh, this is just the right thing to do. It is because I love the one who asked me to do it. And this is part of what abiding looks like. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a lot to lot to chew on. I I think that's a really great point. That part of our purpose is our our purpose is not kind of our purpose is to glorify God. We do that by abiding and obeying the great commission that He gave us, which is to make disciples. And I know this is very you know, like you said, <laughs> very very general, brief. Maybe in future podcasts we can talk about what it yeah, looks maybe like. Maybe in the next one we can kind of break that down yeah. a little bit more. What does it mean to make a disciple? What does it mean to be a disciple? To be a disciple, yeah. yeah. Because that really, this is how we bring glory mm-hmm. to God the Father and exalt Jesus as mm-hmm. as the treasure that he is yeah. by following and obeying him. Well, and and, there's purpose in that. You know, I, yeah. I think some of these Christians, I'm doing Christian things and I just feel so empty. Maybe it's because, like you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we're being productive but not fruitful right and and that's a huge i think that yeah. the church in the 21st century needs to, to understand the great commission is not doing good things it's doing what jesus did and that's right. make disciples and john said in first john you know two six anyone that claims to be in christ must walk, walk as, as jesus, jesus did, did. Yeah. yeah you can't say i'm a follower of jesus and not be following jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right no i'm, I'm really excited to to go down this journey and uh yeah thank you puma and thank you guys for joining with us i know this is uh i'm so excited about this because i'm i'm convinced too that this is the most important thing that the church could understand this 21st century we're not very great at making disciples but we talk about it all the time and yet not many people are are becoming followers of jesus Mm -hmm. and so uh, yeah, the church in the West absolutely needs to hear this. So, guys, thank you so much for coming with us. And if you have any friends that you think would benefit from th- these podcasts, please share this with them. Um, we'd love love to to bless and hopefully um, give some value to those who listen. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. Uh, at, at the Puma Podcast. At, yes, right. <laughs> at the Puma Podcast. The Puma Podcast. At gmail. At gmail.com. Yeah. No, we... <laughs> <laughs> like echo in here yeah we love 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 to hear from you guys if you have any questions or thoughts even stories we would love to to hear uh, get some feedback from you guys so yeah thank you for joining us thank you puma and yeah tune in next week fridays at 10 10 for another puma podcast so see ya <laughs> see ya Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> uh.